Hi, I'm Madhvi Romani. And I'm Rena Grobe. And this is Misinformed, the podcast for lazy but smart people. Every week, we'll be discussing a new topic or trend, so you can stay informed the easy way. Serena, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial. I have not been following this trial, at least while it was running, I was not following it, but you could not escape it. It had cemented itself as a piece of popular culture so intensely that anytime I opened Instagram, anytime I would have a conversation during lunch, it was always a topic. And I noticed that there was sort of a very interesting imbalance, specifically when it came to memes and things on Instagram and things on the internet. They were all very anti-Amber Heard. And that struck me as kind of strange and odd, specifically when it was coming from women who were self-identified as feminists. And so this week, we're going to talk about the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Yeah, I think when it first started, we were both focused on, you know, there's war, there's famine, there's climate change. And then this was almost celebrity gossip, you know, he was suing her for something that he tried to sue for two years ago. Just to provide some context in case you've been living under a rock and have no idea what's going on. In 2018, Amber Heard wrote an opinion piece for the Washington Post, and she wrote this one sentence, and this one sentence in this opinion piece reads like this. Two years ago, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse, and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out. She did not name Johnny Depp, but it was kind of implicit because she was married to Johnny Depp that she was talking about Johnny Depp. And then he basically tried to sue her, or he sued her, for I think $50 million for defamation. And on June the 1st, the verdict arrived and he got $15 million, so it went in his favour. What's quite interesting is in 2020, he tried to sue, I think it was the Sun or the Mail. Do you know the Sun? Yeah, the Sun for something that was even more kind of brazen, a massive headline that just said Johnny Depp wife beater. And he tried to do that in 2020. And in the UK, there are quite strong defamation laws. And so a judge found against him because he found that 12 of 14 of the accusations that Amber Heard had, you know, said against him were actually true. So he did beat her according to the British court. And then he came again in the US court with this 2022 trial that just finished on the 1st of June, which everyone was a bit like, oh, he's not going to win that. But he did win it. Um, she won, I think, 2 million. She countersued him for nuisance, because obviously he hasn't just let it go for, for years and years. Yeah. So that's the sort of basic premise of the thing. And I think like we were saying, I kind of ignored it at first because I was like, oh, well, this is a rehash thing. It's just celebrity gossip. And then at some point... It got very muddy because all these stories were coming out about their terrible behavior towards each other. It just seemed like such a sludge of toxicity. I was like, well, they're both, you know, Hollywood stars. I'm super privileged and living in their own bubbles and egotistical and cut off from the rest of society. And I think they're both terrible people. 
And then, yeah, like you said, it just overtook everything. And you could really see the cultural response was indicative of a lot of other stuff in our society. And it's very telling that this is also being played out in the US against the backdrop of curbing women's human rights and abortion rights and rights over their bodies. And that's actually kind of important. So it's kind of become an indicator of our culture, which Mm -hmm. then is interesting to talk about. I think what was incredibly fascinating about this case was that people were treating it as though it were a case about whether or not he abused her or she abused him when it in actuality, it was not about that, but that's kind of how the narrative was framed. And this like intense backlash against Amber Heard, you know, it, it's fascinating. So the internet did this thing where they kind of branded her as like a gold digger, like she was using him to latch onto fame. Like this was in some way for her to raise her own status, her own profile. Which falls back into this old myth of, you know, like, oh, women lie about being raped or they lie about being abused to, they do it for attention. You're like... And that's absolutely untrue because actually when they divorced, she asked for a gag order for both of them. She didn't want to talk about it. She absolutely stated to him on record, look, I don't want to have to go to court and prove this stuff and talk about this and have it all out there. You know, it's... It's bad, let's just close the door on it. And he knew that. And so he's really doing what she, like, she just doesn't want, you know. Yeah. Yeah. She got a restraining order against him too. So I feel like, I think it's very clear from everything that we've seen, because there's recordings of both of them, like, being nasty to each other, shouting at each other. I'm not too in-depth familiar with all of the evidence, but there's evidence that it was an incredibly toxic relationship and that both were mutually terrible towards one another. Well, this is what's quite strange about the entire Mm -hmm. narrative and how it played out because you had memes that said Amber Heard is a liar. Oh yeah, the memes were terrible and like it went so far that you had like a makeup brand came out with like a tutorial and how, you know, mocking her because people were saying that she put on her like bruises with makeup. You know, SNL mocked her. They did a skit about her, which weirdly was like presented by Chris Rock or something. And I was like, how did that happen? what how did it become okay to mock women in public like this but back to the memes there was like tiktok trends where people like couples would act out like their conversations that were recorded like her pain became entertainment she did have like one testimonial in there which was very powerful to listen to where she's describing this one terrible night of abuse and she's crying and it's a woman talking about sexual and physical and emotional abuse and crying and the response to that was everyone was talking about how terrible she looked and everyone was redoing it as a joke and I think that memification stuff also it takes away her humanity and the seriousness of the situation and it presents misogyny in a kind of funny way but it's still giving you these terrible misogynistic well it's kind of a pass to get away with misogyny right you're like i'm not being misogynistic this is just a joke and it's interesting that a lot of the women who made jokes about amber heard are self-identified feminists or like pro me too but there's like oh but not her because she's faking it like there's this weird exception made for amber heard apparently and not just amber heard i mean like society does this with a lot of women it's it's like we believe all women just not amber heard exactly because i think No one, no misogynist is going to be like, oh, but I don't believe any woman. All misogynists are like, yeah, but, you know, the argument is 
that, you know, she could be out to ruin him. And back to the hashtags, there was one hashtag that was just like, Amber Heard is a psychopath. Wow. However, Johnny Depp, who basically on record wrote texts to actor Paul Bettany, who actively participated in this misogyny, and both of them, like, there was no conversation about men just encouraging violence against women, because the conversation was, like, about burning Amber, drowning her, and then raping her corpse. Excuse me, why is Johnny Depp is a psychopath not the highest trending hashtag on Twitter, and why instead is Amber Heard is a psychopath trending on Twitter? It's just a pure unequalness. He wrote so many disgusting text messages to her. He called her a gold-digging, low-level, dime-a-dozen, mushy, pointless, dangling, overused, flappy fish market. And then he tried to justify it and try going, when I'm making these texts emotionally, you know, it's like a painting and, and I'm just using words in a sort of artistic way. But no, it's just abuse. And let's not romanticize it, but we give him a pass, apparently. And we don't really give Amber Heard a pass for anything. No, because Amber Heard has to be the perfect victim. There are two audio recordings in which she admits to hitting him, and then she mocks any claim that he might make of being a victim of domestic violence, and those really went against her. And then, like, a lot of people who are in the domestic violence space said, this sounds like a Davo scenario. So Davo refers to a reaction perpetrators of wrongdoing, particularly sexual offenders, may display in response to being held accountable for their behavior. So DAVO stands for deny, attack, reverse victim, and offender. So the perpetrator may deny the behavior, attack the individual during the confronting, and then reverse the roles of victim and offender such that the perpetrator assumes the victim role and turns the true victim into the alleged offender. This is like a real serious investigated behavior. There's a paper which we'll link to in our newsletter by Jennifer Freyd. She's the professor emeritus of psychology at the University of Oregon, adjunct professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at Stanford Med School. So like it's pretty strong. And also this term mutual abuse, which I really thought, okay, mutual abuse, they're both terrible people. But apparently this is a pretty controversial term. Yes, in the New York Times, in an article called Amber Heard and the Death of Me Too, they quote a domestic violence expert who says that they consider mutual abuse a myth, arguing that while both parties in a toxic relationship can behave terribly, one usually exerts power over the other. But even if you believe that Heard acted inexcusable, the idea that she was the primary aggressor against a larger man with far more resources who was recorded cursing at her for daring to speak in an authoritative way defies logic. Yeah. There's one woman who said, oh, I don't believe that two parties decide to meet in the kitchen and box out. It just doesn't sound right. Reactive abuse. I'm going to abuse you as a reaction. No, I'm going to defend myself as a reaction. And the testimony of the couple's counsellor, I guess, who actually said mutual abuse, said that she did insist on like fighting back. A lot of the questions she got was, why did you stay? Why didn't you go seek medical help? It's like, yeah, but if you work in the field of domestic abuse in general, you see that like a lot of women stay and a lot of people don't go seek medical help because they are embarrassed or ashamed that this happened to them. They don't identify themselves that way. Also, they live in the same cultural atmosphere that we do, right? Which is always forgive the man, give him the benefit of the doubt, which we did to Johnny Depp, and she probably, you know, did it also, like, you know, to try and forgive and stay with him, this whole romanticism. And all of these questions, it's like how rape victims used to get, like, 
oh yeah, but why were you out that late? Like, why isn't anyone talking about the fact that why did you rape her? Why is she getting victim blaming, basically? And she got a lot of it. There was like two interesting things at work here. One, like I mentioned before, Amber Heard was an imperfect victim. And therefore, our society decided because she was not the perfect victim, we will not believe her. It reminded me a lot about the hearing for Brett Kavanaugh, you know, that terrible man who's on the Supreme Court in the United States, his like hearing or whatever it was, where Dr. Christine Blinkley testified that he sexually abused her when at a party. And she, like you could tell that she was being so poised and so controlled because she knew that this is how she has to act to be taken seriously. She has to be articulate. She has to be put together. Any wavering, and they would rip her apart. And what happened? They still ripped her apart because obviously she was composed, and they were like, well, that's proof that she's mm. not that. She's cold. She's cold. And it was like, in order for us to believe Amber Heard, she can't show any signs of aggression. She can't fight back. And there's this like interesting flip-flop thing here at work where it's like, if you're a victim of rape, and people are like, well, why didn't you fight back? And in this case, it's like, well, she did fight back. And that's wrong, too. It's like, you can't win as a woman. If you fight back, it's wrong. If you don't fight back, it's wrong. If you show emotions, you're not a perfect victim. If you don't show emotions, you're cold. Like, And if you show emotions, they're not taken seriously. They're mocked. Oh, she's an actor and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And like the fact that the internet came together in this terrible way to sort of like flip things on its head. So, for example, the story about how Amber Heard and her friends defecated in Johnny Depp's bed. So what actually happened was their dog had eaten some of Johnny Depp's weed and it was reacting badly to it. And yes, it was a prank. I I believe that she like let the dog shit in Johnny Depp's bed. But somehow the Internet got hold of the story. Oh, that it was Amber Heard who did this with her friends. And even after, like, the true nature of the story came to light, the internet clung to this. I mean, I also read that, that she had done that, and I was like, oh, and you don't really look past the headline to look into it properly. Somebody, I think it was Michael Hobbs, wrote a really great thing on how domestic abuse victims, things change for them with the invention, actually, of the Polaroid, Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, any great, you know, feminist ideology or movement, just because they could then take pictures of their bruises and cuts Mm -hmm. and give them to the police or save them for later to make a case because, you know, women just can't be believed as it is. They need to have, like, all of that evidence and the Polaroid kind of uh, gave it to them. And he was saying that actually now technology, because of how it can be manipulated and social media. In this case, there were so many bots. There was so much money put behind like promoting certain stories, trashing Amber Heard by really right-wing, terrible publications, as well as like mainstream general bias. And then we're living now in a time where there is no objective truth anymore. Like the Polaroid doesn't do it. Like we can now remake our own truth. It's quite funny because she said when she was, you know, with the divorce filings and stuff, she said that he has a very light grasp of reality is how she defined him, which I can totally believe that about Johnny Depp. It's quite ironic in a way that like all the stuff that came out, you know, all the text messages, all the drug abuse, all of these 
terrible recorded conversations. Like they made him seem even worse. But then on the other side, people just went for the story, like a very simplistic view on things. We have this tendency to like just see things in binary, right? So like, okay, so we're just gonna make her the abuser and he's the victim, and then we just ignore all of that stuff. And I was actually really shocked. We went to see Patty Smith yesterday. We love Patty Smith. Love her. There was a funny moment in this concert because she said, ah, yesterday was June the 9th and June the 9th is the birthday of Jack Sparrow. And Rena and I looked at each other and we were like, is Jack Sparrow a real person? She must be talking about the pirate. We're trying to look it up. Nope. Like she can't, Patty Smith can't be, first of all, defending Johnny Depp and she also can't be talking about Disney movie. It's just off brand I I guess it's off our perception of her perception of her exactly but as soon as she said that one woman screamed out from the crowd just like I believe women and we were like just so confused in the moment that we were like no it can't be Patty Smith cannot be standing up for Johnny Depp but no she was indeed referencing Johnny Depp she was indeed referencing Johnny Depp she wrote a song about Jack Sparrow based on his character and him and I guess their friends and yeah I think It's interesting now when you think about it, you're like, oh, for her, she's like, that's my friend, I like him. But she kind of forgave the fact that he wrote about burning and drowning and raping the corpse of his ex-wife and the misogyny behind that. And that's also like very difficult. And also for us, like we did the same with Patti Smith, right? We forgave her in the moment for something that was kind of obvious, but we were like, no, she wouldn't. It wouldn't. She wouldn't do that. No, but there was one woman in the crowd who saw it straight away and was like, I believe women, and it's a lesson. It's a lesson, yeah. So while I was researching for this episode, sorry for the abrupt topic change, but I came across a researcher called Hilde van der Burg, and she is a professor of communications at Drexler University, and she studies fandoms, and she is talking about something called anti-fandoms. Have you ever heard of this? No. Anti-fandoms are like people who bond together, form a fandom around hating someone. Oh, that's like incels. They bond against their hate for women. I know it's not fandom thing, it's just like... So she's saying there's two types of anti-fans. There's the delusional former fans, and then she explains as, I used to love Celebrity X, but now I hate them. And then there's the ones with unprovoked anger. I can't stand Celebrity X and resent their place in public. She talks about Benedict Cumberbatch, and I don't know if you knew this, but there was, like, theories out there that, like, his wife, who was a well-known theater director in her own right, was using him to, like, gain fame, and that she was part of an international crime ring, and that she had faked all of her pregnancies. All of this is not true. And then there's the same one, same group of fans who believe that, like, Louis Tomlinson from One Direction is gay and was forcibly closeted by the entertainment industry and his ex-girlfriend and the mother of his child is like part of this conspiracy theory. So these people kind of, they move into the realm of conspiracy theories, but they do this really wild thing where they're like, they'll comb through videos and pictures and clips for evidence of what they believe. Uh, But that kind of ties into what Michael Hobbs was saying about the Polaroids. It was like now... All of those videos, all of those pictures are scrutinized, you know, on Reddit, on Twitter, on all these different chat forums, whatever. 
to prove the opposite, the narrative that they want to believe, to be like, oh, that, that bruise looks faked, or she could have, you know, done that herself and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that's what people thought of Amber Heard, right? That she faked her bruises and that, like, even makeup companies were getting on board with the joke. But when it comes back to, for example, Benedict Cumberbatch, she says that she interviewed a woman who was a firm believer in all of these conspiracy theories about his wife, but identified as a feminist. And she said, it is Hunter who was setting women's rights back and making everybody look bad. So essentially, they're saying, oh, our hatred of Sophie Hunter or Amber Heard is actually feminist because in reality, they're working against feminism and making all women and women who are actual victims of domestic abuse look bad. But that's also what happened. Remember Monica Lewinsky? Mm-hmm. So I think Sloburn, I'm not sure, revisited the Lewinsky affair and... Poor Monica. Yeah, and how it was covered and how it was reacted to by all different sides. And feminists. Feminists were, like, absolutely against her because they were like, you're selling back feminism, she's mm-hmm. not, Monica Lewinsky's not feminist, she knows she's just, like, sexualized herself, and she's, you know, she's gone against uh, everything we've been working for. And the same with Am- Amber Heard, too, like, you know. Poor Monica Lewinsky. Sorry. It's a great, I think it's slow burn, uh, we'll link to it in our, in our notes. Just shocking. It's like a 19-year-old intern versus the most powerful man in the world, who, by the way, was accused of many sexual harassment and abuse incidents previously. It was well known. There is no coincidence that, you know, Hillary Clinton is now being accused in conspiracy theories of, you know, doing paedophile rings and stuff like that because it's kind of based on... Her husband's behaviour. The the terrible rumours that were circulating and that he never got held to account. Why is that? Why do we let men off scotch-free for their terrible behaviour but women have to be these perfect victims? Not even perfect victims. Women aren't believed. Well, I think that's one of the things is like with Johnny Depp now, at some point, I think by the time Amber Heard was a toddler, he was basically one of the biggest names in Hollywood. He has been the highest paid actor in Hollywood and he's already forgiven, right, for all of this stuff. And and people would just see him as, you know, an artist, painter, when being really passionate and emotional and being a victim and all of this kind of stuff. Whereas Amber Heard, this is going to stick with her, like Monica Lewinsky, forever. She's done for. He'll come back or he'll, I don't know if he'll come back. I mean, also, I don't think he did himself any favours. Like, I don't think Disney's going to touch him again. That's not Disney's brand. But he will come back. There'll be another male director who will be like, yes. Like like they did with Kevin Spacey, right? Kevin Spacey is in a new film in Italy and stuff like that. All of those, what the a lot of the, oh, but you're ruining men's lives, people ignore is that like, if you revisit all of those, most of those men who've been accused of anything, they've all been fine, whereas the women have not. They've just been silenced. And that was the whole point of this thing, silencing women. And it's the same shit over and over again. Yeah, and it kind of points out again, I think, a big flaw in like, particularly like white feminism. Like white feminism as a very specific type of feminism, not feminists who are white, but white feminism, that at the end of the day, they don't really want to help women. The objective of white feminism is not to further all women, but to bring themselves onto the same playing field as men. 
and Amber Heard or Monica Lewinsky, they hurt the cause, don't they? So but, surely, but surely to even be on the same playing field, you have to be treated the same, right? Like, if there's that much scrutiny and hate for Amber Heard in this case, why isn't there as much hate and scrutiny of Johnny Depp and all of his behaviour? And why aren't people pretending to be him on TikTok? And the other thing about silencing women and the terrible, terrible consequence that quite a lot of people have pointed out, which is very obvious, is this just goes to silence women further, right? Because we had Me Too, a lot of people spoke out, and now people are like, even if I write something, I don't name my abuser, I just write about my experience, they're going to look at this case and be like, oh, I'm going to get sued for defamation. It sets a horrible precedent. I mean, that's Amber Heard with her platform and all of her resources was subjected to this. If you take a girl on campus who has been uh, abused by her boyfriend, like, how is that going to play out? How are people going to react to that? And how is she going to be able to survive it? She might as well just not say anything. It sends a terrible message. Yeah. It's bad for all the progress that Me Too made. And now we've set ourselves back. On that note, here are three things you can do this week to be a better person. Number one, try and be like that woman at the Patti Smith concert yesterday who just screamed, I believe women, straight away at something that she spotted immediately, which was misogyny and standing up for abusive men. Thing two, in similar situations, or if someone trusts you with something like this, and you're having trouble believing them, or you find yourself having negative thoughts towards a woman in public who is speaking out against abuse, maybe take a moment to interrogate why you're feeling that way, where these thoughts are coming from, and who benefits from these feelings and your actions. And number three, as we've seen in the Heard versus Depp case, there were a lot of memes and quick reactions and summaries which were not accurate and totally misogynistic, So before just accepting them on face value, dig into them, see what the truth is, and try and find a culturally critical viewpoint on them. Thank you for listening. Until next week, goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also help us by supporting us on Patreon for as little as four euro a month. Visit patreon.com slash misinformed. For links to all our sources and for our personal tips on what to watch and read, subscribe to our weekly newsletter at misinformed.substack.com. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore miss underscore informed or email us your feedback, requests, or just to say hi, misinformed.podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.